This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. KYW Original Podcasts. This is a Flashpoint Extra. I'm Flashpoint host, Cherry Gregg. Flashpoint is sponsored by the Gift of Life donor program, Organ Donors Save Lives. Register today at DonorsOne.org. Days after protests erupted across the country in the wake of the tragic death of George Floyd, cities like Minneapolis and even Philadelphia are talking about defunding police departments. But the term defund police is packed with emotion and meaning. What does it mean to take away funding from police departments? Does it mean we get rid of police altogether? Or does it mean something else? For this Flashpoint Extra, I talked to activists, those working within the criminal justice system and beyond to get a better understanding of what and how defunding police could impact or change law enforcement forever. First up is Reverend Mark Tyler of Mother Bethel AME Church. He's on the board of power, an interfaith grassroots group, and he's been on the front line seeking greater police accountability. He explains why people are confused by the term defund. It's pretty simple to, to understand why people would be concerned when they hear a word like defund. I mean, it ties into who we are as Americans. In America, money is king. And we automatically assume that when you put more money into something, it becomes better. When you take money out of something, it becomes worse. If I went to my church and I said to them, I'm going to defund the choir, but I'm actually going to make it better by doing so. Everybody would look at me like I had three eyes on my forehead because, again, we associate automatically taking money away from something, making it less effective. So I, I absolutely understand the concern around the word. But he says what defunding police actually mean can vary from abolishing police altogether to simply reallocating the funding usually provided to police to other services. So so defunding is really a long-term strategy that has as its I mean ultimate goal to make the community safer. And isn't that what we say that we all want? So defunding the police department means that instead of putting more and more and more resources into, you know, persons who are trained with guns to shoot and kill people, that instead we put more and more resources into alternatives um, and other kind of ways in which we handle the very basic things that police officers are often called to do. For example, police officers are probably not the best persons to show up at the scene of a person who has mental health issues or mental health challenges and maybe going through a crisis in that moment 
that really could be a new department, for example, that's trained in handling persons like that and having, you know, armed law enforcement as an absolute last resort, not the first resort. We don't need a gun at the site of every minor infraction that human beings have, like fender benders on freeways and things that just automatically open us up to deadly encounters. Chris Henderson of the Amistad Law Project started a defund the police campaign rallying communities to call on Philadelphia City Council to reallocate funding to prevention services. They believe police perform too many functions around mental health, drug addiction, mediation of family and neighborhood disputes when their focus should simply be on law enforcement. You know, many of the people that police kill every year are people who are having some sort of uh, mental health crisis. Nine times out of ten, uh, a social worker would be able to do uh, the job that a police officer is called for better than a cop. Currently, Philadelphia Police Department has a budget that's well over $700 million a year, yet studies show that as their budget has increased, so has the homicide rate. At the same time, communities of color many times feel over-policed. They report feeling traumatized by police presence, yet many times they're victims of crime from the very folks in their communities. Kier Bradford Gray is chief of the Defender Association of Philadelphia. We need to put our tax dollars in what truly makes us safe. When you have a clearance rate of 23% in high crime areas, meaning when you only arrest 23% of the people that are committing violent, violent crimes, shootings, murders, then why do I keep putting my money into what you're doing when you're not giving me back the protection I deserve? She says it's led to hopelessness. And I think people don't have any faith in fixing the police department anymore. They're saying we need to rebuild it, redo it, rethink it, reimagine it. And therefore, what we have now is not working. To stop putting our tax dollars into something that's not really contributing to public safety and put the tax dollars into things that we really need. I think right now when you see police are getting more money and more funding after, uh, you know, our country has gone through a financial crisis, it's like a slap in the face because it's saying to them, we understand that they are really creating some of the issues that we're dealing with, but we still want to fund them and we're not going to correct them and we're going to fight with you to correct them. Robert Salim Holbrook runs the Abolitionist Law Project. The group has been fighting for defunding police for years. He says marginalized communities are fed up and a big part of it is lack of accountability for officers. Well, when police do something wrong, there's not accountability, but in order to even have the question of accountability raised, people have to take to the street. You know, people have to protest. So police are, have, a, have a level of impunity in our society that is really unprecedented and really has to be rolled back. So defunding police has to be connected to disempowering the FOP because the FOP is the strong arm of the police department and is used to silence its critics. So what would police accountability actually look like? For me, what it would look like is completely removing the police department from the equation of disciplinary actions against its members. It would involve setting up a community police control board that has the power to terminate officers, not just all issue recommendations, but has that power to terminate fire officers who are accused of police brutality, who are accused of uh, corruption, and these are found to be substantiated. So. Yeah, we, we have to, to move 
the, the, the conversation further. We have to move the conversation from defunding to police to disempowering police and holding police to accountability. And the only way that's going to be done is if we have community control boards or we have mechanisms that are in place that can actually fire police. Recently, Governor Tom Wolf of Pennsylvania adopted policies that would create a commission that would allow oversight. The city of Philadelphia also created a body with subpoena power to do police investigations. But how would policing as we know it change? What would officers actually do or would there be officers? State Representative Joanna McClinton says it's about moving away from an armed response to every neighborhood conflict. Saying, you know, what if you could call a 211 or a 311 because you were in a situation where you did need some intervention, but you don't need an officer to show up and potentially overreact. And unfortunately, people have taken advantage of the fact that when law enforcement is called, they anticipate a military style response. You see what happened. Um, just in the park in New York City two weeks ago. Um, the reason she was calling police and escalating uh, the situation by screaming and saying, I'm in danger right now, is because she wanted that type of response. And that is absolutely unacceptable. McClinton is talking about Amy Cooper, a white woman in New York who called police on a black male bird watcher when he asked her to leash her dog. She believes police funding could be used to help community members step up to remove some of the functions currently performed by police officers. You know, we would like to be uh, town watch, but we want to be able to be paid to do it. We don't want folks to call the police on people who are not doing anything wrong. We want to be able to step in and intervene in crises. And as we look towards a group violence intervention program coming to this city to help reduce a gun violence, it will be similar. It will involve law enforcement, but they will not be squarely responsible because some people need access to jobs. Some people need access to resources. So there are trained and skilled social workers and crisis intervention specialists who are able to respond to those needs more appropriately. As you heard, most of funders want to keep law enforcement in some capacity, but instead of having them over-police marginalized poor black and brown neighborhoods, they want to take some of the money and spend it on rec centers and other services that actually prevent crime. Now, most of these funders believe this will free police up to focus on their core mission of protecting and serving, and it'll give them a chance to stop violent crime by catching the so-called, quote, bad guys. Now. Now, the, a small number of these defunders do want to eliminate police altogether, but most believe that some form of law enforcement is needed. The question is, what will it look like when it's all done? I'm Cherry Gregg, and this has been a Flashpoint Extra. Flashpoint is KYW News Radio's weekly public affairs show. It airs every weekend on 1060 a.m. on your radio dial, and it comes on at 9.30 p.m. on Saturdays and Sunday morning at 8 so you can subscribe to the Flashpoint Podcast for exclusive content like this extra. You can find us on the Radio.com app, the Apple Podcast app, or any podcast platform. All you got to do is search Flashpoint. Until next time, I'm your host, Cherry Gregg. Thanks for listening.